Welcome, 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 welcome to episode 12 of the TOD Project, brought to you by Triumph Company with your hosts, Marcella Scott and Jared Klein. Today on the TOD Project, special guest Tim Sloma, along with Marcellus and Jared, go into the journey and the grind it takes to jump headfirst into what you want to do, as well as going into finding that purpose, developing that purpose, and sticking to that purpose throughout your whole journey. Make sure to get connected with Triumph Company on Instagram at Triumph Company US, as well as visiting their website, Triumph Company dot us while using the code tod10 that is tod10 for 10 percent off your order at checkout also make sure to subscribe to the tod project on youtube and follow the podcast on spotify mine as well right mine as well finally make sure to follow our special guest tim on instagram which is at t sloma 11 that is t s l o m a one one with that sit back relax and open your minds for today's episode welcome 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 back on this great wednesday evening at least at the time of the recording it's wednesday evening to episode 12 of the tod project um obviously it's brought to you by triumph company as you guys heard in the intro and we have an amazing special guest on today um this has been someone at least i have been just awaiting to to connect with again um, it's been a while since we've connected. Um, Marcellus gets to talk to him day in, day out. So um, so this is going to be a good one. We're very familiar with this special guest. Um, he's a man that's impacted both of our lives immensely. Um, his name is Tim Sloma. He'll, he'll get here in a little bit and be able to introduce himself to you guys. Um, but obviously, if you're, on the, if you're on YouTube, you can see his, his face in the face cam. So Tim, how you doing today, my man? Feeling abundant. I'm feeling good. I'm super excited and I'm blessed to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Marcellus, how about you? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I, I can't even have any hate. So if somebody's negative, I can't relate. Yeah, I got rhymes, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, always, always slick with the rhymes. So what's been up lately? What's been up lately, Tim? How you been? It's been good, man. I mean, I, this year has been crazy. I'm back in Chicago now. Extremely unfortunate. I was in Miami uh, the first seven days of the year, then spent the or seven or eight, something like that, spent the last 10 in Guadalajara and then Tulum, Mexico, and uh, just been out and about, man, just living life, really enjoying it. Um, you know, there's not that many people traveling, so you might as well be out and enjoy the <laughs> the free space while it's there. 100%. Um, business has been good. Life has been good. Things are just good. Uh, just super grateful, man. Every day is a little bit overwhelming, but, you know, when you ask for life to be overwhelming, God's going to give it to you. So, uh, it's all about how you react to, you know, handling that, you know, whether or not you're going to get more of it. But I can't complain on this side of the world. Oh, yeah. Geez, I wouldn't either. I mean, Miami, Miami, one week and a half, Tulum and Guadalajara for another. Damn, damn. Now you're back in Chicago. You're hating this cold weather. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm going to get sick in Chicago just with how cold it is. You know, I can I went to 15 countries last year, didn't get sick. And I'm going to come here to Chicago for a couple of days. And now I feel like I'm about to die. <laughs> it's just that it's it's that it's that midwest it's that midwest cold that just smacks you in the fucking face I, I, I refuse to wear a jacket too that's the worst like i just i won't accept the reality that it's cold so like i just suffer a little bit you know and i'm like all right i'll just sit in this car till it warms up and, and life will be good <laughs> dang Hey, that may be a sign to move to a hotter climate. Miami's calling your name, bro. Uh, Mike already done moved down there, dude. You done been down there. I'm pretty sure you, you like it in Miami. Do you like it there? 
Man, it's going to be uh, – I'll tell you something. It's going to be either – it's going to be Texas or it's going to be Florida this year. It's going to be one of the two. Hey. Uh, but it's definitely not the Midwest. Yeah, I don't see myself staying in the Midwest for more than more – than... if I'm here in 10 years, bro, I got something wrong with myself. You, you need to shorten that timeline, bro. You need to be like, if I'm here in like three years, like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to change something. Yeah, that's very true. I probably should shorten that timeline. <laughs> That's how I feel about Tennessee. <laughs> like, really? Yo, Tennessee's on the list. I'm not. I'm not against Tennessee. They got the. They got the one percent state tax. You know, it's better than five percent here in Illinois. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving because of the taxes. You know me. You know, so we're not going to get into this because this is this is recorded. It's being posted. So you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit more, you know, reserved in my conversation there. But yeah, I'm getting out. I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, it makes sense. Matter of fact, I, I thought it was 3%. If it's 1%, then dang, I might need to stay. <laughs> I think it depends. It's like there's a – I've been doing some research. There's like an asterisk. So there's probably like, you know, the little loopholes and, and little things you got to do. And, you know, people figure it out. Mm-hmm. 100%. Especially you, man. You're like, a, you're like a glitch in the system, man. You know, you, know, you know all the hacks and tricks. You know all GTA, how they got the game codes, the cheat codes. This man know the cheat codes when it comes to taxes. I'm like, bro, did you really write some toilet paper off? What? <laughs> yeah, it's office supplies, bro. You know, <laughs> office supplies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Tim, I heard you were man a cold footballer, man. I heard you you had the moves out there on the soccer on the soccer field. I heard you was the man. So, uh, a little bit about that. Um, you play college ball and stuff, right? Were you mm-hmm. were you ever uh, inspiring to go pro? Yeah, so I started playing soccer really young. Um, I had more opportunity to go actually play overseas when I was younger. Uh, my neighbor, one of my best friends, his dad um, owned a couple teams in Ecuador. Uh, my parents were against it. So I, I never really went with that. Played was top 10 uh, in the state. Uh, I don't know if I don't know what the rankings were, but, you know, our, our high school team and um, our pro- travel team, our professional team, and then went to college with that. Uh, was looking to go play a little bit bigger in college, but like the private school idea, um, there's no restrictions on internationals coming in. So we were playing kids who were playing on the U19s, U23s, you know, teams with 15 different countries on. It was way more competitive. Wow. Um, and I wanted a little bit more of the, the ministry background hook to soccer. Um, so I went that route. You know, I came in, I broke my ankle, then I tore my hamstring, and then I broke my back. Uh, and so. <laughs> one after the other just piles on the the first two years were pretty rough you know they kept my scholarship that was super awesome I ended up becoming a captain for two years after that um and you know it was an amazing experience I I think if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now I definitely would have had a difficult transition from being an athlete to being like a normal person you know um for anyone who's played sports at that level you know like you're different and uh, business really got me into that mindset of like, there's no difference between being an athlete and, and, and going pro in your sport and then being an entrepreneur and going pro in your industry. So I, I really just kind of took my mindset from sports, brought it into business. Um, and that's what aligned a lot of my leadership skills and being able to help different groups of people um, is because in, in, you know, in sports, especially in the college game, you have people coming from all over the world, all over the US. Um, so you can't cookie cut lead people. So, yeah, man, soccer is a big part of my life. It's a big part of my leadership development. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for it. I still play here and there. You know, I feel like an old man, so I can't always keep up with people. But, you know, I love it. It's, it's the world's most beautiful game. 
What position were you at? So growing up, I played a lot of offense, you know, striker or, or right uh, wing. Um, and high school, I played, there, okay. yeah, I played a little bit of center back, um, like in, in the mid, but I ended up playing mostly right defense. We played a four, two, three, one. So our outside backs were kind of midfielders. Mm-hmm. So in order to play in that position, you had to be really fit because <laughs> you were just running up and down the whole entire time. So that was kind of our role to play both ends of the, uh, both ends of the field. And, um, I loved it. I loved playing defense. It was a whole different dynamic of, and it allowed you to be a little, a little bit more aggressive. And I liked that too. Um, so yeah, right. Defense was where I was at. Ooh, little, also little Danny Alves action though. Mar- uh, who <laughs> else? Ramos. Is a, he wasn't right. Defense. He's, he's, no, he's, he's a center half. Yeah. But those are some of the, the, the people I grew up looking up to, you know, I remember being obsessed with, uh, fuck, I'm not going to say David Beckham and I can't remember the name now because now I'm on the spot. If, if I remember, I'll bring it up, but just okay. being like obsessed with players and like watching their YouTube clips. You got, I don't know if you guys ever did that. You oh, watch yeah. like players like YouTube clips before a game, mm-hmm. like cool. I'm messy now. <laughs> and so doing that growing up all the time, like, I just remember like, Oh, it brings back memories. Being a kid was fun. I look back on it way too much, to be honest. <laughs> like, damn, if I could just be 15 again and just be, be running around doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so think about that. Like, if you, if you had the opportunity to get, like, $10 million right now or go back to being 12, what would you do? I mean, I'd probably go $10 million, to be honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go $10 million. Well, I mean, if you were – if I'm 26, right – Right. So if that's 10, if I was 12, that's 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin came out about 11 years ago. Oh, so, yeah, so it, 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 you it, would it, keep it. all the knowledge. You would keep all the knowledge. You would know everything. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm going back in time and I'm robbing banks, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm betting. Robbing- I'm betting. betting on everything, Super Bowls, <laughs> World Cups, like like I'm betting on everything. And then just the massive dump. Massive you're, dump into Bitcoin. You'll be a trillionaire, you do that. <laughs> Honestly. Toss my whole family's life savings into Bitcoin. If I could Yo, go you gotta sell that. We're gonna be homeless for a decade. But if we can be homeless for a decade, I promise you we're gonna live like kings after, you know. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, when you put it that way, keep all the knowledge. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can yeah, see that. Sure. If you're, you're saying, if, if you're saying, go back to twelve where you were at twelve, not a chance. There's no way in hell I'd do that <laughs> for ten million dollars. No. But with that mindset, though, what would you do? Would you sell like snacks and candy and stuff in the schools? Like, what would you do to get the capital at twelve? Because you can't uh, work a job or anything. And I, I'm pretty sure you probably can't get a loan at twelve. Maybe. <laughs> you might be able to, I don't know, but our credit card, I don't know, but you know, what would you do if you was at 12 to start, I start from there to start building up capital and getting into well, business? Me personally, I, I would be at the accounting firm. So like I would have a game plan, but like, right, okay. um, I think the average person I would be like, yo, you gotta start hustling, man. Like you need to get into the sneaker game, the card game, you need to sell candy. You need to, I mean, at that point, like, think about it. Like what were people saying back a couple of years ago? Like if you invested a hundred dollars, you were a millionaire, you know? So it's not like you needed a lot. It's not like you need to become a millionaire. I mean, you'd be, you'd be pretty wealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think you need that much money. You just, you, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I guess we didn't really go over this, but I guess give the people a rundown of, of who you are. Obviously we went, we went into the soccer, the whole, whole soccer. I mean, 
football. I don't know what kind of person you are around that. It doesn't um, matter to me. Okay. Cause, cause, Oh my God, it was horrible. When we had hope on, I think it was episode, episode four or five. She's from, she's from London. So, I mean, they all call it, call it football and I was calling it mm-hmm. soccer and she paused me a little bit every once in a while. I was like, Hey, it ain't soccer. You're, you're just an American. It's football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I guess kind of go back, give people a little, um, I mean, you said you're 26, you kind of mentioned you played soccer already, um, but kind of yeah. give, give people a little intro on what you do. Um, why you do it, obviously that's probably a really good way to go with, with mm-hmm. some things. And I know, I know that'll spark a lot of conversation with us cause we're all about the why. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, kind of start from, I mean, if you want to start from baby Tim, start from baby Tim, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, I'm about to give you all the David Imanite answer, you know, it started <laughs> a long time ago, but no, I won't start with baby Tim. You know, I, I grew up around business. So um, yeah, not that I was personally wealthy or that I'm, you know, I was specifically rich or had a golden spoon. I just, I, I grew up around people that did, uh, my family owned an accounting firm. Um, you know, I, I worked there, you know, not like full time, but like you do the summers, you do the winters, you, you learn how to do filing, you kind of, you level your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so my whole entire life, I knew I was never going to be an employee. Like I, I worked, like, I, I think there's value in working. Like my kids will for sure work. Um, because there's value and lessons in that, um, time management, people skills, humility, um, everything, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, it's like my whole entire life, I I knew I was going to do something. I just didn't know what it was, you know? And I got to this point, I was 21 years old, actually a mentor of mine was a professor at the university who literally passed away this week. Um, and it's so crazy because without this person, I don't know if I would, be doing what I'm doing right now because it's crazy. This is a crazy story. You know, I did a lot of ministry work in college when I did my master's degree, my thesis, um, my school still uses it. And so uh, it's how to take pretty much, how do, you, how do you take student athletes in a cross-cultural setting and still preach the gospel, right? At, at a competitive level, because we're going to play, we want to go play professional teams, right? So we're competitive at the same, like it was the training, like the training module, I created it. And when I got to Costa Rica, where I was doing it, it was my fourth, uh, third time there. Um, and third time, oh my god! Yeah, it was my third time there. I, I went a fourth for fun right after. Uh, Santiago <laughs> actually was my translator when I was there. He's on the team. Um, one of the first people that got started with me in our in our organization. Um, and I was offered the head sports ministry position. The go- Costa Rican government was building a brand new stadium um, that Christ for the City International was going to be using for ministry work. And they offered me wow. the head position. Um, and it, it, it was a, a offer of a lifetime. You know, an American guy, 21 years old, um, not fully understanding the language, but almost there, uh, picked, hand-selected from the owner of CFCI to run this program. And I had this conversation with uh, Professor Masu, and he said, hey, you know, there's t- tons of people doing ministry right now but not everyone has the brain that you do. You know, you have a skill set to make money and you know how to lead people, right? And the kingdom needs people like you. Uh, and I, I, I pursued business, but I didn't pursue business with my family. I pursued business where I could actually align that desire for helping people, but then also bring in my skill sets for business and say, okay, cool, I can show you how to scale a business. I can show you how to invest. I can show you how to get plugged in and network with the right people, but then do it with the proper intention at the same time. You're not recruiting people to an organization, but sponsoring people in, hearing and listening to what they want, creating that game plan so they can get to where they want to go. You know, I think we do pretty well. We're in 14, we have 1,400 students in over 20 countries now. 
you know, the company's gone from a million dollars. You know, my brand is at $3 million right now, but our overall, overall company has gone from a million to over almost half a billion at this point. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of cool things and, you know, I, it, to me, that was the why it was just like to, you know, I, I couldn't find fulfillment in being an accountant. Mm-hmm. I would get the paycheck, you know, I, I would have the title, I would have the status, I would be well known, you know, I'm not going to say the name of the firm or the people that we work with. But, you know, we do big name companies, we've created big name companies decades ago that are faces of industries right now. It's an extremely successful, you know, organization that my grandfather created. But it wasn't for me, you know, and I, I just wanted something more. And this is what fell into my lap. The journey was absolutely awful <laughs> in the beginning. You know, I was with all the wrong people doing all the wrong things, having all the wrong types of mindsets. And, um, you know, luckily I just got on a call with a random dude from the internet and I, I followed that individual's vision and got to where I am today. And yeah, man, I mean, I'm a normal dude with just big dreams and I want to help other people do the same exact thing. You know, that's something that I say to people all the time. And Marcel's does calls to me quite frequently and, you know, Marcel's will edify me and, and talk about who I am. And I say, man, th- th- those things are amazing. You know, and a lot of people look at me for where I am right now, but I don't want you to look for me where I am. I want to look you look me straight in the eyes, right? Because there's no difference between me and you. And I know what you're about to go through is exactly what I went through as well. And you should have confidence in that because as long as you follow those steps, you're going to get to where you want to go. And that's something that's really, really exciting because I can't do that in an accounting firm. You can give me your taxes and I'll save you money, right? You can give me your business <laughs> idea and I can find you a team of people to make that happen. You know, you can come to us with how much money you, you know, you have and how we can get you into a lower tax. I can do all those things. There's no true impact. So, I mean, I hope that's a pretty good answer, a pretty good explanation um, mm-hmm. how I got to where I was. But yeah, man, that decision, I'll remember that. I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life, literally sitting on the soccer field, just me and him. I mean, there was people around. It was after a game and we were just sat there for an hour and spoke. Um, and he just poured into me and that conversation changed my life. It's something I'll, I'll remember forever. And, you know, I, I, when people ask me, do you have any regrets? And I don't have a regrets, but I, I do wonder, you know, I, I do wonder what would happen if I made that decision to do it. Um, but I would never take back the relationships I've made, the places I've gone to, the things that we've done. Uh, I'm beyond grateful for it. God's given me an amazing life and it's only just the beginning. And, and that's, what's really Amen. exciting about this. So um, yeah, I, I hope that's a really good answer for you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That was, that was a lot. It was, it was a lot to take in. Um, I mean, personally, the one thing that a lot of people are probably wondering is you had like a family, a, a stable family, like situation, right? You could work at the accounting firm. It, it's, it's a, it's, it was a good spot. You're going to be making money. You could pursue the family business, but you decided, I mean, you decided to go down the road and go to college. And then you had that one thing pop up with, within Costa Rica, like they gave you a job pretty much. Mm-hmm. The, the big thing is people are probably wondering what made you, I mean, obviously your professor had a lot of influence in that is a, your mentor, you know, a lot of influence in that. Did you just go in guns a blazing or like, did you just, did you pause a little bit, think about it and really, and really take it in? Or was it that, that one hour conversation that made you go, Hey, I need to do this. You know what? I I think I've never actually thought about this, but I think you asking this question is the first time I've ever had this realization. I think I was scared to be honest. Like I, I think I was fearful of moving to another country by myself and taking on such a massive role and maybe not thinking I was worthy for it. Um, in business, I knew it. I know mm-hmm. it. That's like a comfortability zone for me, you know, speaking on stages, training people, 
getting in a student tie. Like, I'll talk to you if you're a college dropout or a CEO. It doesn't matter to me who you are. You know, I know who I am. And, and that's all that matters. And so um, I was comfortable in that. And I, I, think, I think there was fear. It was a fear. I don't want to say it was a fear-based decision, but there was definitely fear in taking that leap of faith. Um, and doing this was a leap of faith. Like when I did this full time, I cut my income by like what, what I, my income was one fifth of what I would make at the firm. Um, so that's a big jump, you know, leaving college to, you know, you're going to be start, you know, taking on bills, you got rent, you got your car, you got the student loans, you got things going on, you got a significant other. And you're like, damn, like my income is five times less than what it was if mm-hmm. I did this. So there was a leap of faith. There was fear still in that. But I, I definitely think I was most scared of the other option for sure. hundred percent. I mean, for me, I mean, since I know you, I knew you were going to go, go down that road, but I feel like getting that explanation out there for people that are possibly in the same situation, same situation, sorry, I kind of stumbled over my words, um, is, is something good to kind of put out in the world. Um, Cause a lot of people think they, they think in the moment, they don't think for mm-hmm. what, what, what they, what they, what they're aspiring to be. They don't think in, in, you know, it's, they don't really take in, I mean, they know where they want to go, but then they're too worried about why, okay, like, like your one fifth income, right? That's something on most people that's going to be like, damn, that's a big deal breaker. Like, I don't know, yeah. you know, they, they don't really know that's where what separates that's people come from. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. That's what's going to separate those who, to go and become that level five leader, that legacy leader or that pinnacle leader, or they become that success story. Um, it's what's going to separate people. And I, I think on the deathbed, people will remember that decision. You know, when you have that flash before you're gone, Ooh. you'll remember it. Um, you may not regret it because your life was probably still, you know, good. You know, you live, mm-hmm. if you live in the United States, you have a pretty good life. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, here, here's the thing. Most people become anxious, right? They become scared. They, 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 they get all these emotions because they're more focused on the outcome than just focused on the moment, right? Mm-hmm. The, the outcome's irrelevant. If we have a desire, that outcome is done, right? I, I mean, I can go all into this sauce, but like the, out, the outcome Please is do. done, right? The out, it's irrelevant. It's like ordering food off a menu. Whatever you order, you're going to get. You just got to set the table long enough to receive it. It's the same thing with your goals, desires, and dreams. You want it. Okay, cool. Outcome's done. And I tell people success is you have to have hundred percent, right? People always talk about the spiritual side of success and that's how you become successful. No, that's only 95% of it. The other 5% is your actions that actually prove whether or not you believe in what you're saying out loud. When people aren't doing what they're saying out loud, it means they don't actually believe in what they're saying, right? So in, in our company, we talk a lot about becoming a chairman. People chant chairman, 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 but then they go home and they don't do shit right? They don't want to talk to no one. They don't want to do the personal development. They don't want to lose sleep. They don't want to travel. They don't want to spend the money. Their actions don't align with what they're saying. Therefore, they don't actually believe it. So you, you don't, you have like 1%, <laughs> you know, you don't have 95%. You're like 1%. And I think something that I had to ask myself was when I wake up, does it, am I excited to go to work? Quote unquote, am I excited to grind? And I don't care what day it is, whether it's a Wednesday, a Saturday, a Sunday, or a Monday, I'm excited. And some people will say, I'd rather be paid and secure than happy. And that just wasn't going to fly for me because Mm. money is money. You know, that's something that you can get all the time. Right. But we have one chance at this life. You know, we have one. I would rather fail right on my face and and suck (laughs) and and, and end up homeless than be secure and regret Um, because 
you know, that's no way to live life in my opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think people that are listening right now, you, know, you, you really ask yourself, like at the end of my life, like, how do I want to feel? And yeah, it's going to suck ass. <laughs> like <laughs> no, nothing good is going to feel good in the beginning. Right. It's like going to the gym. It's changing your mm -hmm. habits. It's like when I hated reading, I just start loving reading. Right. Right. It, it's going to be, it's going to suck. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that in the beginning. And just know that, you know, you're, you're made in God's image. You know, we're all the same spiritual DNA. If one person's done it, you can do it too. There's no difference between you and I, or you or anyone else. The only difference is the people that become successful never quit. Whether it takes five years, 10 years or 20 years, it doesn't matter. You're going to work for 40 anyways. So you, you, you might as well put that work in now and save yourself that time later. Um, take that leap of faith. Like if you have that vision right now, if there's something that you're waking up and you're thinking about every single day and it's like, it's just draining you because you're not doing it, you need to go do it. That, that vision was bestowed upon you for a reason. And it, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter, right? It, this is something I think is really important. It, it doesn't matter if other people don't see that same vision. There was a reason why they weren't given it, right? The difference is as long as you hold the faith to that vision, they'll see the outcome, right? Because the vision, that's phase one. The outcome is the fruit of the labor. It's the fruit of the faith. It's okay. I saw it. I'm going to go do it. People will see the outcome. Then they'll say, you know, I had, I had someone do this, man. I always believed in you, bro. You know, I've always, I always believed in you. I just, you know, two, two three years ago, I just didn't want to get, no, bro. You didn't believe in yourself. I didn't need you to believe in me, right? I don't need anyone to believe in me. I need you to believe in you. And I, I think that's where a lot of people are at. It's just like, there's fear, man. I, I, feel, I feel like fear is the topic we can talk about just for hours. Like we'll be stuck on this podcast for hours <laughs> if we just talk about fear, but I'm sure there's tons of things you guys want to talk about as well. So I won't, I won't ramble on much longer. here. Sheesh. Obviously you had the vision uh, when you had that, that chance to, you know, sit where you at, be in accounting, being part of the business. You use like, I guess you probably just said in juggles like, ah, you know, I, I can get that paycheck or I can just go out. Um, so that was amazing. I appreciate you for saying that. And also, I heard Steve Harvey say that. When I, on my live, I talked about that today. And one thing I like to do, I like to analyze my life from where I'm 100 or 90, because I want to be, I want to live around in that range, 90 to 100 years old. So I say, what I'm doing today, will it make me be satisfied when I'm 90 years old, rocking in my dang chair, back and forth, thinking about my life before my last days is about to be what would I be satisfied would I have regrets would I be mad at myself for not taking a chance on what I was envisioning or wanting to do back in my 20s so that's why I work at it every single day um but yeah even like you said even if it did take 20 years you would only be 26 or not not, not 26 you'd be 46 26 and you'd be 46 in 20 years so basically if you live to be like 90 something years old you still have like 40 like 40 some more years to freaking live life and, and go after your dreams and goals. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of the people that we look up to don't really hit that benchmark until they're like 30s, 40s, something years old. Mm -hmm. And then they call them overnight success, quote unquote, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, Warren, a lot Buffett. Of these Warren Buffett. He's one of the biggest ones. He wasn't a millionaire until he was like 40 or something like that. Yeah. You know, one of the world's best investors. And he doesn't even like calling himself an investor. That's the funniest thing, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. So where do you see yourself uh, in the next three to five years? Sheesh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really want me to get into this one? Yeah. Um, you know, in the next three to five years, I, I, I do see us maxing out the compensation plan of our company. That's something that's a thousand percent going to be done. Um, you know, one of my main goals this year is to professionalize myself. 
Um, and what I mean by that is connecting with more professionals, thinking like a professional. A lot of people I look up to, or a lot of people that are very successful in my industry think very different. Um, they're thinking for the long term. You know, they're thinking about you know generations ahead of them. And so for me, uh, I'm looking into a lot more conservative options this year. You know, so when I'm 40 years old, there's 40 million sitting in the bank I never touched. Um, you know, when my kids are six generations deep, there's still trust funds they didn't even know about. Um, there, there, there's things like that I'm thinking about this year uh, that are really, really important to me. I think real estate's a really important game. I'm just waiting to see how the board's going to play. Um, the cars that are going to be dealt this year, you know, the world's in a, the world's in a, in a very weird place and I don't have much experience in real estate. So I'm not willing to risk something I don't have experience in. Um, you know, that's why I find partners, <laughs> partners with more experience than me. That's what's going to make the difference. But I mean, to be honest with you, man, like one of my big goals is I want to be in 40 countries. You know, I have 16 or 17 now. Um, you know, I, I want to knock that out. My mom's going to re retire this August. Um, you know, I want to open a traditional business with my mom. I, there's a lot of little things I want to do. And I, I get to this point where I, I have this struggle of like, you have to say what you desire, because if you say, you, you know, you want to be rich or God will give you another dollar. But to me, it's like, I don't like limiting myself either because I, you know, I say I'm going to max out this comp plan, but you know, like right now it's a million dollars a month, three, four, five years from now, it can be $5 million a month. You know, I, I want to impact a million lives, but why just a million, you know? So it, it's, I have these ideas and things I want to do, you know? And I, I think for me, uh, one, I have two uh, not-for-profits I want to open. I'm, I'm really excited about, I already have the, 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 the blueprints and everything that I did them when I was in undergrad. So a lot of little things, a lot of little successful things, things I just want to create. And then most importantly, I want to be able to duplicate it. You know, like I think really successful people, you know, there's two kinds of people. There's the like the, the leeches, like the people that just suck the soul out of people and take advantage of people. And then those that understand that they were blessed with a gift. And, you know, when you have a gift, it's not about just keeping it for yourself. It's about sharing with other people. Um, you know, I don't know if a book will be in the in the rotation or if I'll dive deep into, you know, general like network marketing mentorship. Um, I have a lot of good connections and a lot of good opportunity to go into that realm where I'm speaking on stage in front of just a hundred different companies. Um, maybe when I'm a little bit older, I'll go that route, maybe mid thirties, you know, forties, a lot of this industry requires you to age a little bit. Um, and I don't know, you know, so, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I, I'm open to receive everything, you know, if, if, if God puts it in my side, I want to take it. Yeah, that definitely ASAP. needs to be a book. For sure. <laughs> ASAP. As soon as you say, hey, I need to pre-order it on uh, Amazon. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Man. Yeah, book title. You know, I, I really want to, uh, a title, a title of the book I really want to talk about is like impact marketing, right? I, I really want to talk about that. Like how to truly create an impact in someone's lives through, through systems, through tools, through relationship building, just really like putting everything that I've learned into one book. I love how Brian Crothers created um, his book, right? Building an empire. The, mm -hmm. I call it the Bible network marketing. I don't really think I would go that route where it's extremely technical. Um, and you guys know me, I'm a very technical trainer. I, I think I would go more towards like the spiritual route of like understanding the, like the value that you have and the ability to impact someone's lives. And like, doing it properly is extremely important. You know, like you really have one shot sometimes to, you know, get someone to a position where they want to go. Um, it's kind of, it's one of the ideas, but you know, we got a couple in the arsenal as well. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, Jerry, you got any questions for our team? I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, people it would is. think that's a lot, but I mean, a lot can happen in, in even like three months. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people don't realize how fast things can happen and how fast, if, if you want it to happen that fast, how fast you can make it happen. Um, the big thing that um, I think, I think Marcellus and I are on, but I mean, we, we, we want to get, I mean, our, our main goal is, is 10 K at the end of this year for revenue for our company. But honestly, I'm starting to think like, man, sky's the limit. I mean, I already, I already was mm-hmm. thinking that like we, we're in the infancy, but like, who knows what can happen? You know, That's like true. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, like three to five years, I'm thinking hundred million in revenue, at least there's, there's <laughs> no, reason, like there's, there's no reason to not think those, those huge numbers, those huge aspirations, you know, mm-hmm. a person I look up to and I I've read, I've read his book like three times. Um, Grant Cardone is 10 X book is amazing. Ooh. Like you, you take that one goal and then you 10 X it. You take, you take anything that you, that mm-hmm. you have, that you're aspiring to do. And then you 10 X it. It'll just make you go harder. Screw all these little mm-hmm. small goals, you know, screw all these, I want to brush my teeth tomorrow morning type of goals, like fucking put, put it out there, hit that hundred million, you know, have it out yeah. there, know what you want go get it. I love that. I love every time you mention something like that, Tim, I just, I just get riled up. I love it. I love it so much. It's like, you, you just need one person, bro. Like, that's the thing. It's like one person posts your podcast, one person posts your brand. And that one person had the audience. And you weren't even expecting that audience to fly, to come in, you know? And now all mm-hmm. of a sudden you go from things are smooth sailing to holy shit. Like, <laughs> how do we do this? We weren't ready for it, <laughs> you know? But here, here's the thing. If it happened, you were ready for it. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the test whether or not you're going to keep it. Um, that's the big part. So I, I would just be open to just accepting everything, man. Have those goals. They're important. Benchmark goals, you know? But just be open to just accepting everything because, you never know. Anything can change in a freaking moment, you know, that, that, and it could, anything can change negatively too. Mm-hmm. And so are you prepared to, you know, get yourself, are, are you willing to go and, and go through the dirt, go through the mud towards that goal? You know, it's like a slingshot. Sometimes you got to pull yourself a little farther back, you know, to get to that destination you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Take, take two steps back for three steps forward. I'm gonna let you know right now. I said on the podcast, we hit a hundred million in revenue. I'm getting a tattoo. I'm getting a Toyota tattoo. <laughs> I swear to God. Probably on my chest or on my shoulders. Man, I am, bro. I'm gonna go ahead and put it on my body, man. Cause that's you, that's you, you one of my big goals. You gotta get one and then all of a sudden you're gonna have tons of them. That's what happened to me. I got one and now I got like 14 or 15. It's just like it's nonstop. Well, I mean like it's, your, it's a commitment though. That's hard. I don't you're know. Gonna have your full body, you're gonna have your full body caked pretty soon, Tim. Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot of tattoos. My, my girlfriend wants to go get these like little tattoos and shit. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, if I'm going, like my whole back's done. Like, it's one sitting. <laughs> it's a it's a 12 to 16 hour session. Like, I'm not getting these little fairies on my arm. I'm getting some. We we going all in, you know. And those I already know what my next two tattoos are. It's just like I gotta sit down and be willing to take the pain for six plus hours. Yeah, so, honestly. But I mean, pain's good, right? It grows up. <laughs> especially when you don't especially when you know it's gonna stick there too and if yeah, it's got something know, behind it i remember sometimes like i'll i mirror i'll be like look at my arm or look at my chest like, oh yeah I, I got art <laughs> i'm like you got a tattoo like what's that what is that thing on my body you know and you kind of freak out a little bit but you get used to it man eventually you don't even think that it's there it's just this is part of you you know I, I think tattoos are really important i don't think people should get dumb tattoos you can, i mean people do whatever the hell they want right but to me it's like that a tattoo is a life commitment. Yeah, you can get it removed, but like, it's a life commitment. You know, you're going to have the scar there if you get it removed. So it ain't ever leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So when you make that decision to get one, know why you're getting it. You know, the why is important, like you guys said earlier. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to get tattoos. It's just thinking about what I want to put on. Like, I feel like I'm just stressing out about what I'm, what I want to put on my body. Um, I have a lot of things that are going through my head that I, that I want to have to, why I want to last on my body. And it's just, maybe I should just say, fuck it, budget for it and go do it. I feel, I feel like that's just what I got to do. Like just, just amp myself up going to the tattoo shop and have them start. And then I can't go back. (laughs) Now Tim, I know you say you want to go on this on the podcast. My bad for cutting you off, but you know, the accountings, that's something that I, I need an accountant. We need an accountant definitely if you're going to go to 100 million in this company. Yeah. We're going to need some accountants. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, but, man, this podcast has been pretty well, man. I've, I've actually got some nuggets. And when you said trust fund for the family, oh, that little light bulb in my head. Um, gosh, I got to wonder how – I wonder how I can get started with that. <laughs> yeah, there's ways to um... – you know, conversation for another day, but, you know, mm-hmm. bunching your family together through a trust fund. And you, a lot of times you'll do it through real estate properties and you'll funnel the money through these trust funds. Um, and it's completely tax free. I, I know someone that had a tax, it's like an HSA, like a health savings account, uh, but it's tax free. And as you see a lot of politicians do this, you see a lot of, you know, wealthy people, they do this. Well, wealth, wealthy people things, right? And right. this lady, you know, needed to, her, she had back problems. So she went to the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, well, swimming will help your back awesome we drew $156,000 from our hsa completely tax-free and built a brand new back pool backyard with the with the like uh how do you say like a waterfall the fountains wow it will help her back it was a health related thing and so this is what a lot of wealthy people do and, and this is why a lot of people get upset it's like you know you can be upset or you can just go look into what they're doing and then do it for yourself too and i think a lot of people the reason why I would say most people don't is because they do it for them and they're not thinking about someone else. Like for me, it's like, if I don't get there in my lifetime, that's fine. I know the generation after me is going to be taken care of, you know, how how many people actually have photos of their grandparents hanging up on their wall or in their home? Most people don't because most people's grandparents don't leave them anything. Right. Because most people do most people things. Um, So for me, it's like, not that I want to be forgotten. I just want to know, I want my family to know that I used my life to not only make sure that there was food on their plates, right, but there's food on millions of other people's plates as well. And that's something to be really proud of. Like when you think about your last name, are you proud of it? You know, um, and that's something that's really, really important to me. It's just that. The slow is going to be living on for, for eons, my man. Man. Yeah. I mean, I hope there's no little slumas running around right now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I think I think I'm safe. I think I think I'm good. I don't think I've been worried about that. But if they are and they're listening to the podcast, go talk to my brother. It's probably him. <laughs> Shift the blame. Shift the blame right away. Ah, uh, dang. <laughs> Your brother will listen to this like what? <laughs> oh, that's uh, some. That's something we talked about um last week too about like the lawn game and everything um i feel i feel like realizing what you're in like what what you want to do for the long game to to really impact people and to really help your family out is is better like i mean like you said like you want to you want to support the people that supported you especially like for myself like my parents and and my my family have done so much for me so why why not think about think about the long game for the people underneath me and or my my mm-hmm. i should say that um <laughs> yeah. um like 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 my children my children's children and 
let's say like my cousin's children, like, you know, like why, why not, why not give back to the people that supported you and, and lifted you up? Um, obviously a, a, a dream of ours and, and you're making it, you're making it um, real this year. You already said this to retire our mom or retire our parents. You know, we always want to give back to the people that, that support us and, and love us and, and really kind of sacrifice. And personally, I haven't really realized how much they sacrificed until, I mean, really now when I'm, I guess I've realized it. I'm almost out of college and I realized how hard and how hard my parents worked to, to put both myself and, and my sister through college. Um, so, I mean, I feel like it's only right to say for the long game to, to, mm-hmm. to do something of that magnitude for them and for, for people like for my children and for my cousins and for the people that I love. I think it's important to always be in that mindset. You know, I, I call it, I call it like when people make broke boy moves, um, <laughs> people make dumb decisions because they're broke, you know, they're not really thinking about, and Marcellus, I'm sure you've seen that, like being in this industry, people do dumb shit to yes. try to get the quick dollar instead of thinking of like, okay, like, is what I'm going to do right now going to serve me more than just five minutes, right? That That's something that's just so important. You just gotta, you gotta be in that, just that paradigm all the time. And I think it, it comes down to the belief level, bro. Like, honestly, like when it really gets down to it, it's like, what do you believe in? you know, like, because you don't really believe in what you're doing. Like, of course you're going to do something stupid, you know? And so, I mean, we need some Bob Proctor sauce <laughs> if we really want to, we really want to dive into it. But I think it really comes down to your belief, you know, and how, how, how attached you are to it. Um, super, super important. Belief is the vehicle. Belief is the vehicle. Knowing and believing that you're going to do it and knowing that you're going to do it. That's all you need to know. It's all you need to know mm-hmm. the, the, what in between the, what is going to get you there. That'll just, you'll figure that out. You just got to know the end game. You got to know what you, what you want to end up, end up with why you're going to do it and what it is, you know, it's just simple as that. I mean, obviously you got to do the shit too, but. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and we live in such a crazy time. Like we live in the information age, like the digital age or whatever it's called. And it's like, you can go online and literally get an abundance of information like what not to do what to do like so many not cutting corners but like so many things that you can do to cut the learning curve or expedite that process like how to get more viewers what how to post on multiple platforms like how to get better audio better like the little things you know like it, the information's out there it's never a lack of resources it's a lack of resourcefulness and i say that all the time because all of us have the internet and if you don't have internet go to your local mcdonald's like you'll get internet right? Even if you got to sit outside because of COVID, do it. Like, like, is you being cold for a little bit going to stop you from your dream? Mm. And, and if it is, that's probably not your true dream. You know, it's probably just what sounds good right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do, we're just in the age where it's possible for anyone. You got little kids making millions, millions of dollars opening up gifts on YouTube. You know, like, don't tell me that you, you can't do something amazing. So um, I, I think it's just people got to go out there, you know, you got to go out there and take what's yours and, and, and make that shit happen. For the person listening to this that wants to do something that they've been thinking about for weeks and months and years on end, just go do it. That's it. That's all I got to say. Jump into it. Go do it. You'll figure it out on the way. Just if you're loving it and enjoying it and that's what you want to do, that's what your, what your dream is, what, you're, what, you, what you want to do, what you're motivated to do, what you love doing, just go do it. Don't waste any more time. Just jump into it. Go do it. That's it.
I think a lot of people, they actually sit and they say like, okay, why shouldn't I do it? You'll find a lot less reasons in that, in that list than you will in the, why should I do it realm? Mm-hmm. Right. So oh, why shouldn't I do? It? Oh, I, I may fail. You may fail in anything. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I may look stupid. You look stupid now waiting so long, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. Right. The, the list, the why nots are so much smaller than the why you shoulds, you know, and to, that's really it. It's like, know that there's people that believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself. Like, that's really, really important to like run off that belief. I always tell people I, I run off the vision of the future, right? I, I take from the vision of the future. And I, I, I was when I was in Tulum, I was sitting on the beach. I was I posted about this last week. I don't know a couple of days ago uh, when I left on the 17th on Sunday. And, you know, I, I was saying like, man, I, I'm on the beach. Uh, I'm getting breakfast served to me. I have my cup of coffee. Uh, I'm on my planner. Nice. I'm literally in a private spot. I have a massage. The girl's literally getting the bed ready. I'm getting a massage on the beach the third time this week. And <laughs> I, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like embracing this moment. I'm like, man, I'm doing the same things I was doing four years ago. Not in, not in like I haven't changed things. I've pivoted, but I, I'm doing my personal development. I'm meditating. I'm talking to my team. I'm hopping on the sessions I need to be on. I'm doing the little things every single day. And what's happened was, is now I have the big things because every single day I just kept doing the same thing. So what I tell people is your, your situation is not going to change immediately, right? It's not, it, it took me 18 months to be able to become a full-time day trader, right? You know, it took me seven months to become a full-time network marketer. And so for me, it was like, that was just a grind. I didn't all of a sudden have a penthouse. I didn't all of a sudden have a nice car. I didn't all of a sudden travel the world. I was sitting in my apartment with my roommates, grinding it out. And then all of a sudden, four years later, I'm sitting on the beach, grinding it out. What's going to happen in four years? I don't know, but I'm going to keep grinding it out. And as long as you just keep doing the things that the people who have the results that you want are doing, you're just going to get there. That's why I don't like this fake it till you make it. thing. don't fake something that you're not. You already are who you are, right? You're already perfect, right? You're already perfect. There's nothing that needs to change about you. You are who you are. The difference is, you have to act as if, right? You already are who you are because sometimes we don't act who we are. I, that, that may go over some people's head, right? That may go over some people's head. Uh, I'll make it a little bit simpler here. If you're overweight and you want to lose weight, what do you have to do? You have to act as you're fit. You got to sleep well. You got to work out. You got to diet. You, you got to, you know, go do that ground game. You got to go do that groundwork. Go run those two miles every, you know, twice, two, three times a day, right? So if you act as if long enough, you force time to catch up. You mm-hmm. force it to catch up. It, it can't not, not catch up to where you want to be. It cannot not say, okay, you cannot become that person because you already are that person. You're doing the things that are that person. All of a sudden, a couple months, a couple years went by, you're in a different realm, a different reality, quote unquote, a different time frame, quote unquote, right? You're that person. You already are that person, right? Time just caught up. And I think that's the most important thing is don't worry about where you're at. Don't worry about what you don't have. Just keep doing it every single day. You already are a millionaire. You've already impacted a million people. You already own the biggest non-for-profit. You already have the most viewed podcast. You already have the most viewed brand. Whether it's showing in the bank account, the back office, the, you know, the views or not, it doesn't matter. You already are. As long as you act as if, you're going to force time to catch up and you're going to get there. That's why I would say to someone right now who's struggling, 
who's who's taking that leap of faith and like maybe I made a mistake because there's a lot of people in that realm too right we always talk about the people you got to take the leap but what about the people that took the leap and now they're like fuck <laughs> you know we got to talk to those people too I think that's really that's like a forgotten realm so many motivational speakers talk about the leap they never talk about what happens after right mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a realm of people that really need to be targeted um, and helped because they'll find a way back up to that hill and just chill you know and it won't be through a plane to the other side it'll be like a little escalator with the devil on their hands saying oh i told you it was better over here right so wow. that that's something i would say to the people it's just like man like it's gonna happen for you too you know i remember wanting to quit so many times like i had the biggest safety net <laughs> the biggest safety net I, I was gucci whether i did this or not it didn't matter right but i had to burn that shit I had to burn that ship and tell myself there is no plan B. There is no plan C. This is plan A. And I'm going to work this route till successful. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. I don't care how much you hate on me. I don't care how much you talk shit. I don't care how much you're going to tell me. It's not, I don't care. It's going to work for me because I made that decision and I committed to it. And, and no one can tell me I'm not worthy to have what someone else has. That's why I don't feel bad anymore about saying things I want. I used to feel bad. Like, man, I want a couple of boats. I want a couple of nice cars. A couple of, I used to feel bad about that. I'm like, oh man, maybe you only need one. No, fuck that. I, I want what I want. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Because if, if, if I got those things, right? Think about this. If I got those things, it was simply just by a byproduct of helping enough people. You only get paid by helping people. That's why people get paid what they get paid, right? It's how many problems can you solve? That's the difference between a CEO and a janitor. Janitor is going to mop the floor. You're going to get paid what you get paid for. You may help the people. You may be a good impact. I'm not saying you're less worthy of a human being, but the CEO is solving problems. The CEO is getting paid for a reason. That's why there's few of them because not everyone can do that. And so it's the same thing with this. If I can afford three boats, that means I did some dope shit. Yeah, that's right. And if I can afford three boats, I just paid for probably a thousand plus people's jobs because they got to make the boat. They got to make the parts. They got to do those things. And so I stopped caring about feeling bad about materialistic things. Right. And, you know, like, like I said, I love ministry too. I'm not talking about, Oh, I, you know, I can't not love Jesus. Right. And have nice things. It doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do that. Am I going to be, am I going to love those things? Like I love him. Of course not. I can't take those things when I'm gone. Right. But to me, they're byproducts of impact. Like that's a byproduct of impact. Like that's not the goal. If the goal is the impact, the money's coming, right? The money's going to come in abundance, but you got to, you got to make sure you're focusing on the right thing, you know, because if you're only focused on money, you're probably not going to make money the way you want to. You'll probably get in trouble, <laughs> but you know, if you're focusing on the right thing, I think you'll be good. I mean, I, I hope that hits for someone, you know, whether it's one person or a lot, I hope that hits um, because that's something I, I thought deeply about this like first couple of weeks of 2021. I thought deeply about it. And I was like, damn, you know, like we did it you know, we did it. And the coolest part is I'm like, I feel like this is just the end of chapter one. <laughs> there was a lot of chapters to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hit me like Mike Tyson. I ain't gonna lie. This whole time I'm sitting back, man. Uh, I-, I like the part where you were talking about where, you know, motivational speakers tell you about the leap, but they'll tell you about the journey and the process getting through there. There's only a, a few uh, motivational speakers that do talk about that. One of them is Eric Thomas. That's one thing I like about him a lot is the fact that he talks about the process and uh, one question that I was wanting to ask you about that, well, what, when was the toughest time in your, your whole business career or in your life, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur? I mean, there's two I always talk about, and I, I don't really think that 
they're necessary for this because it's like a, if we were talking particularly about like systems and things like that, I learned a lot about systems in the beginning. And then I learned a lot about just like the mental side. Uh, actually, when we were in London, um, London was probably the hardest time for me personally. And it was also the best time. I my first time sitting chairman. It was my first time. I was right in front row next to Christopher Terry, right in front of Bob Proctor. Uh, a lot of good things were happening, but a lot of bad things were also happening too that I was dealing with. Um, I, I think there's a really good book and I recommend this book to everyone. And I, I think that if you read this book in the beginning of your journey, it will make it a lot easier. It's called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. That book changed everything for me. I put everyone on that book. I love it. Anyone going through some shit, outwitting the devil, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Those two books right there, you're golden. You're golden. Those are going, I listen, I listen to Outwitting the Devil frequently. Like if I'm just bored, I want to listen to something, that's the book that gets turned on. Um, it's like my go-to audio. Um, so something that I learned in business, I mean, like, and you learn a lot, bro. Like you really learn a lot. Like my master's mm -hmm. was organizational leadership, right? So it was, it was pretty much like C-class coaching. Like it was consulting, um, in essence is what it was. Like if I was going to be hired, I would be hired into like a consulting firm that would go help companies become better. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that something major I've learned in business is like, Not so much. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Marcel, well, something that you've learned massively in business. Like you've, you've been doing this now for a while and you've had your trials. Like what's something that you've learned? Patience, man. Literally. That's a good one. Sharpen, sharpen the ax before you get ready to chop the tree down. Be, be ready, be prepared and understand that um, if you're going backwards or something's happening in your life, just understand it's almost like a slingshot. You're getting pulled back to go way further uh, mm -hmm. as you keep on grinding and working and understand that um, we're kind of like plants, right? You know, you put the seed in the in the ground, then you put the dirt on it, fertilize it, all the other stuff, put the water on it, then it grows. I feel like entrepreneurship is the same way. When you're going through stuff and going through those growing pains, it's literally just dirt just to allow you to, to grow and flourish. If you're putting out enough value, you impact enough people, and if you keep going, you'll get there. You know, I've like you said, I've, I've been doing it for a while. I've been putting out videos for a while. I've been doing other things, personal training and, uh, you know, Forex, network marketing. I, I even done eBay and I had people recruit, recruit me in other companies like insurance companies, Herbalife. Um, I was even wanting to get it when my YouTube channel was making enough money. And I, I ended up getting to like 1.3 thousand uh, subscribers, which is not a whole lot of subscribers. And I remember one of my videos getting like 24K in views. And I was just like, Wow, I thought I thought I made it then, but like now I sit back and I'm like, dude, you're you're really you're really not shit. And I'm not saying that as in a bad way to discourage myself, but to allow myself to keep fighting and keep going to a mm -hmm. a bigger and better level. So yeah, I've learned a lot in entrepreneurship about myself. There's a quote that I like. It's it's a it's a I heard this from a guy who did insurance, and he said you need to have urgency and information, patience with results. And it was like I'm always in the hunt. Right. I'm always in the hunt, but I'm okay with where I'm at. I have that piece of outcome. I'm patient. I know it's coming. I know it's coming, but I'm always hunting. I'm always hunting. I'm always hunting. Um, and I was like, damn, that's a super fire quote. You know, I, I think I'll go back to that biggest thing I learned is just the acting as a concept, you know, like you, you just have to, you have to do more. <laughs> you just have to do what successful people are doing, bro. I, I, I feel like that's it. That's the secret, you know, just do what the people that you were looking up to are doing. And you do that long enough, all right, you, you'll get to where you want to go. It's, it's, the, it's the cheat code, you know. 
it's like normal people i'll say i don't really want to call them normal people but like people that work jobs right it's they're doing what other people are doing so that's why they get those results they're doing what they're told they're doing who they look up to their mom their dad their teacher you know their boss and that's why they're at where they're at you know and so who are you listening to right what are you doing every single day what do you believe in you know those are some just key things but man i've learned so much you, business like i always say this like if you if if you can become successful in network marketing right you can become successful in anything it, it doesn't matter the industry man like politics corporate america not for oh, it, man nothing not you you can become that's successful crazy. in anything right and so i think that's something that's really big for me it's just like this industry is the doorway to entrepreneurship and it's like the doorway to personal development like this 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 industry makes people better for sure what kind of music do you like Tio? Oh, i like everything real i see i'm not an anti-music person I, I understand that music is created for certain reasons, right? So I, I get my, uh, sometimes I get my craziness with my Meek Mill, you know? Uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I'm listening to country music. Sometimes I'm listening to dance music. Sometimes I'm listening to, you know, I got, I'm all into bandas, you know? Marcel, you see me in action. Man, that uh, hat, bro, that, that straw hat. Bro, I lost the hat, bro. That was a $200 what? hat. I lost, I was so pissed. It was dipped and everything. I was, I left it at the freaking uh, rent-a-car spot. I hated that place. Dude, Mexico, if you're American, bro, they're scamming you. Like, they're scamming you. Like, a thousand percent. Like, not in, like, the normal places. But, like, anything touristy, scam. Hell no. Like, mm-mm. You're getting scammed. I got, not only did I get scammed, I lost my hat. So, it was just a bad day. I was like, man, fuck this. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I listen to everything, bro. Like, I I don't hate music. I definitely don't listen to it as often as I used to. Like, I used to be all into the rave. I used to rave a lot. Like I used to dance and go travel and yeah, a lot, like all the time. I loved it. I, I love dancing. I, I love everything. I love music. I love what it does to people. I love what it can do to people. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything really, as long as it sounds good and I like it, I'll listen to it. I hate that. I hate that thing. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like there's there's a conception where you're really into personal development or you only listen to music like i don't I, th- a lot of the times it doesn't seem like there's a there's a middle ground but damn i love i love both too much it's, it's hard not to find a middle ground for that music music is so powerful i was actually talking about this with my buddies um mm-hmm. music like at least for me it's it's it has a lot of emotional attachment to it like some songs like there's a handful of Post Malone songs that remind me of my graduation, like my high school days. There's a, oh my gosh, high school days. I'm only three and a half years out. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but like the big thing with music that I am just attached to is, is the, the emotional, the emotional effects and like the, the, I guess the nostalgia that it, that it like brings back. Like everyone knows like those, mm-hmm. those songs that you heard in, in middle school, like every time you hear them or every time you hear the mm-hmm. artist moments pop into your head they come and, and all these memories flush in like it's 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 too it's it's too nostalgic too too much of an impact music has had for me not to there's a lot of programming that, that that's for sure music i would say definitely a, a thousand percent programs minds like so <laughs> be careful what you listen to <laughs> yeah i can't listen to eggs no more <laughs> well, i ain't gonna say that i ain't gonna say that i do like like okay, for instance, I go to the gym. Uh, last time I went to the gym, I play I play some egg songs, and 
you know, he'll he'll get crazy. He he got the singing songs, and he's got the songs where he's almost like, oh, smash a nigga forehead, you know, he like crazy oh, like Jesus. that. But yeah, you know, X X and Tess, yo, he'll get you hyped, man. Sometimes I'll listen to mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then of course I'll there's listen moments. to moments. There, there's baby. moments for it, you know. You gotta yeah. you gotta know when those moments are. Yeah, for sure. And music is always a good thing to listen to whenever you're probably in a crummy mood. Cause you know, personal development is good and all, but mm-hmm. you want to like instantly change your your uh, state. Listen to something that's gonna get you hyped <laughs> and just be ah, just man. Listen to something that's just gonna make you smile, make you get up and want to dance, make you get up and want yeah, to just, just move. It's mm-hmm. important when you're listening to personal development, like what's your intention when you're listening to like, are you open to receive mm-hmm. that information? Because you can just put on personal development and then just be in a worse mood. Mm-hmm. You're just in a True. shitty frequency anyways, you know? So I think it's really important. Like when you are listening to PD, like you got to be in a, a, a paradigm or a mindset of like, I'm here to receive and not only receive, go apply. Right. Because most people just listen to books. They don't listen to trainings. They listen to seminars and they don't go do shit. <laughs> they do nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. And that's the problem. You're better off just going to listen to music. At least it make you feel good for a little bit, you know? So um, PD is one of those things where I, I think you really have to come into the right mindset with it. Whereas music can shift a mindset. Personal development, I think you have to come in with a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. If you guys agree with that or not. But yeah, 100%. Kind of, yeah, it does. 100%. It does make sense. Yeah, because you you come to personal development to learn and be like, okay, I'm, I'm messing up. I'm not disciplined enough. My bank account ain't where I want it to be. Uh, I need, you know, the, the true motivation. I need to go and act on this, or maybe I need to get better at speaking or negotiating or handling things. But music is just, yeah, like you said, it can change your, your mindset quickly and it's just something that can lift you up. Yeah. I feel like it's the same with, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. Where it's, I was gonna... it's, it's 50 50 with it, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say it's the same with reading, but reading is personal development. So I don't know why I was mm-hmm. gonna say that. That kind of falls that falls underneath the realm. So, so yeah, I struggle with reading, bro. Like I do really good reading on planes. I can read on a hey. plane, like, but like sitting down in my like, there's too many distractions. Like audiobooks are my best friends, man. Like if I'm training, like when I was trained doing the Building Your Empire training, I'd read the book because I, I needed like the information, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, like I'm just listening to audios, like I do it in short spurts, take the information, take some notes and then move on um, or listen to certain things repetitively. Like I remember when I listened to your wishes, your command, like I did this backwards, bro. Like I, I think I did it the right way, actually. I did like one to seven. And how many chapters are there? There's 12, right? I did one to six. Mm-hmm. It might be, yeah, maybe 13 or 14 mm-hmm. or two, somewhere around that range, 12 to 14. I know. Yeah, I just know there. I did the first half twice, second half twice whole thing through and i was like i have to listen to this as like i'm studying it for an exam because the information was just so intense like yes. i wasn't comfortable going to the next section yet i like i want i'm like man i want to listen to that again you know again and again it's so funny like you hear those quotes you recognize a lot but then you hear something else you're like hold on a minute mm-hmm. you know and that's why that's why books are so cool is because how you re- this, this is it like this is it how you receive information right it's going to determine the value you get from that book because you and I can read the same book and you can think it sucks. I read it. I'm, I'm receiving the information coming in. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever been created by man, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, the same thing happens when you read the book three years, four years later. And you're like, wow, like this is extremely perspective changing. You're like, well, you hear me say something on a training, right? Marcellus. And all of a sudden you hear Jason saying, you're like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Makes sense. 
I'm gonna go off and do it. But it was just Jason saying it, you know, same shit. Jason just said it. And so sometimes mm-hmm. it's the person, sometimes it's the how you're receiving it, what you're willing to receive in that moment. That's why I always tell people like the Bible's the living word, because when you read it, it's it's telling it's talking to you, right? And depending on where you're at, it's how you're gonna receive that information, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, PD's cool, bro. PD does a lot of cool stuff to you. I wouldn't, I, sure. I never, I never would have gotten into like, I mean, I have probably eventually would have, but not anywhere close to where I am now with PD unless I, unless I came in contact with you and, and like, and Mike and, and Brady and everyone. Damn. Like you guys have opened my eyes to crazy, crazy shit. I've never even, I, I never even like it when I was in high school and I was just started college. I never even thought I'd be listening to it and like mm-hmm. wanting to listen to it. Like, yeah, maybe I'd listen to it because someone told me to, but like, would I want to listen to it again? Probably not. But now, like, I just never saw the I never saw the value in it until until like I really had to sit down and open my mind to it. And people had to be, hey, like this shit's good. Like, okay, I'll listen to okay. You keep living it up. You keep telling me. I see what you're doing. I want to listen to what you're listening to. Okay, sure. Well, Shit. I, I, no, I'll tell you, it. I'll tell you right now, John Guaman, bro, saved me like straight up because. When he gave me, he gave me two books when I lost my business. Um, and it was just because I, I, it was, my business was Tim driven. The business wasn't doing anything. If Tim wasn't doing anything, no one's studying. No one's, it was Tim. I, the business could have, you could have called it Tim. That was it. There's 75 people in the team, but it was Tim. Um, and he gave me outwitting the devil and how to win friends of influence people. I was going to quit at that time. I was having issues uh, with uplines. You know, I was having issues with things I didn't like that were happening just in the company overall. Um, I was just like, dude, fuck this like thank you know, god like, you didn't quit <laughs> and that's that's what i'm saying it's like if it wasn't for outwood in the devil book i would not be here today like hands down. i mean there's little like there's things i can say i can say that statement a lot but i can also connect the dots going backwards and saying it was one of that was one of those moments that was one of those books where we wouldn't be having this conversation today we probably would have never met each other if it wasn't for that book um because that book was like that's what did it for me was like, okay, like this is temporary situation. There's a reason for why this is happening. I remember why I started this in the first place. Is this one downfall going to stop me from achieving my ultimate goal? And if the answer is no, then shut up, buckle up and let's go. You know? So like that, that was something really big for me, like personal development. I I began to want it. It's like in school, we learn to learn, regurgitate, right? Learn, take a test, move on, learn, take a test, move on. Where it's like in this realm, it's we we search for information because it's information that we desire, information that we want, and that's what's so cool about time freedom is you know you want to learn more about physics, cool. You don't need to go get a good a degree. You have time freedom. Go online, start going to seminars. You know, start um, uh, subscribing to certain arg- uh, medical uh, medicals, articles and <laughs> magazines, right? Different YouTube channels. Like I tell people all the time, like if you follow the right people on TikTok, like. There's so much you can, I learned so much about real estate on TikTok. Like crazy, just following the right people, listening to what they're saying, what they're doing. Um, So much about influence on TikTok, like following marketing trends and um, getting an audience, how to gain an audience, like how to create engagement. Like there's a lot you can learn. It's just, you have to desire it and go out and get it. It's there. It's all there, you know? Um, Side tangent to what I was getting to with personal development, but. That's right. PD changes the game. PD makes you go on those, makes you get riled up. It, it, sometimes it hits that nerve, just makes you got to keep going. Well, I mean, 
it's been about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's usually that's usually how long our our episodes take. We don't really like taking um in an a lot of time away from from our guests. And I know they have um their separate lives. I know you have you obviously have stuff to do after this. So mm-hmm. um usually usually the hour is about it. So I mean if if anyone else has has anything to say that you want any any closing thoughts or, or kind of closing statements to to leave an impact, I guess I guess we'll say that now if you want to say anything, Tim, you got anything extra to add? And I, I think we went through all of it on this call. You know, I'm not right on this, you know, podcast. <laughs> I gotta get used to saying that. Um <laughs> You know, and I would just say, you know, make sure you guys are plugging into this information. Like if you're listening to this once, listen to it again. And don't just listen to this episode, listen to the episodes that are coming. Um, there's valuable information here and it's free, right? There, there's like, literally, that's the craziest part about this. You know, make sure you subscribe, make sure that, you know, you're reaching out. Like this is the time to get connected to these two individuals because this is the come up. And each and every single one of you that are subscribed, listening and, and, and staying loyal to this are going to see it happen. Um, and I'm excited for you guys to see it happen. And I'm also really excited to see what happens in your guys's lives, whether I get to physically see it or not. But I hope one day that, you know, when you're on stage or you're receiving an award, you know, you look back at a, listening to this podcast or listening to these, these two speak, whether it's with um, themselves or a guest. And you say there was a moment, there was a phrase, there was something that happened um, that got me here. But the thing is, if you allow yourself to miss it, right? There, if you allow yourself to miss that opportunity, you may not get there. So stay plugged in, right? Stay plugged in, stay connected to the source. These guys are going to do it. This podcast is going to blow up. You guys are going to do the same exact thing. Uh, I'm just super excited. I, I look forward to the day I get to come back on here. I know you guys got lineup up worth the guests, so I'm sure it'll be a couple months, but uh, I'm looking forward to the day. And uh, I'm just super blessed and grateful that I got to do this with y'all. <laughs> Let's go. Hope everybody has a great night. That was a TOD project with my man Tim Sloma and Jared Klein. Oh man. Oh my God. This this was finer than wine. Like literally, we just had so many gems. I may have to go back and listen to this again myself. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for coming out to episode 13 of the TOD project today with Tim Sloma. Um, virtually give this man a round of applause. Thank you for coming on. Yes, Tim, you obviously are always welcome back. Uh, but yes, down below, you will see Tim's Instagram link. Look, Follow his Instagram. Connect with this man. He has changed both our lives immensely. But yeah, thank you for coming out. Um, and we will see you guys next episode.